You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What is good, everybody? Welcome to the SB Nation NFL show. I am Rob Stats Guerrero from Niners Nation, alongside RJ Ochoa from Blogging the Boys and Brandon Lee Gowden from BGN. Gentlemen, what's going on in this fine morning, BLG? <laughs> well, Stats, uh, RJ is not living up to the bet that we made. He's not wearing his oh. B Dallas thing, so he has to go uh, correct that as uh, he goes off camera down. right now. Um, he's he's going to work on Typical. that. But. Stats, it was great to see on uh, the NFC East mixtape this week. If you did not already, I'm sure you maybe have seen the screenshot that I put out there of RJ wearing that sign. Uh, and then also he had to write an article for blogging the boys about how the Eagles are the top team in the NFC. And then I, I shared that on BGN. So I uh, credit to RJ for living up to the bet, but uh, certainly a good way uh, to, to enjoy the bye week for me uh, yes. with, with the Eagles going to 6-0, remaining undefeated and, and really just pouring salt in the wound. RJ and really that's that's what we're about on this show let's be honest um if you can't pour salt in, in the wounds what what are we doing here while RJ is trying to pay off that bet let me remind everybody that we are brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today use code SBNFL for a special offer when you sign up that is code SBNFL only at DraftKings Sportsbook if you are new to the show we are going to preview every game coming up this week in the NFL. Normally, we usually get into some Thursday night football talk as well, but a couple of things have sort of conspired to prevent that. First of which is that game was an absolute dud, as we have mm. seen in recent weeks on Thursday <laughs> which night one? football. Which one? Which <laughs> Thursday night football game are you talking about? Apparently, every one from now until the end of time, it feels like. But also, BLG... We had some news last night. I'm sitting in my house. I'm watching Hulu, thinking that my night is over, that I'm just going to watch a couple episodes of something and then, you know, get ready for go to sleep, get ready for this show. All of a sudden, one of my other Niners Nation hosts just starts texting me nothing but capital letters. And I'm like, <laughs> what is happening? I finally look. I see the Schefter tweet. And I had to, like, check six times to make sure it wasn't mm -hmm. like Adam Schufter or something. Right. But all of a sudden, news comes across. Boom. 49ers are trading for Panthers running back Christian McCaffrey. As RJ returns here with his beat Dallas sheet of paper that he is now <laughs> taping to his chest. Whatever. Excellent. A bet is a bet. Um, and so the, the trade is official pending a physical, which seems like everything is fine. I know uh, McCaffrey was flying to San Francisco today to get that all straightened out. The Panthers are getting the Niners second round pick in 2023, the third round pick in 2023, the fourth round pick in 2023, and a fifth round pick in 2024. Uh, you first, BLG, your thoughts when you saw this trade. 
Yeah, I think it's an overpay. I mean, I, I think Christian McCaffrey can be effective, can provide some value to the 49ers, but it's it's a bet. It's all about, you know, uh, making good bets. And I don't know that this is a great bet for a guy who has played 10 games in the past two years, who's had some injury issues. Uh, only in his age, uh, 26 season here, so he's not ancient, but you know, he entered the NFL young at 21. So you know, he already has a big uh, w- workload on him already too. I know you can argue that, okay, this isn't like he's a pure running back and he does provide pass catching value. And that certainly makes uh, sense in the 49ers system and everything. But I lean here towards the Panthers winning this deal, which is not a good place to be for the 49ers (laughs) uh, because that's not uh, somewhere uh, you want to be on the wrong end of. RJ. Uh well, my apologies. I really, truly forgot about the sign. Also, Brandon, sorry, uh, we were out of clear tape. That's why I took a little bit longer. I had to go get some painter's tape. Uh, but thankfully, it kind of blends with the shirt that Matches I was wearing. Uh, yeah. Fun coincidence. Uh, but the Philadelphia Eagles beat the Cowboys, so uh, here I am. This was the final leg of payment on the bet. Anyway, um, I thought about this a lot, Stats, because I knew you were going to come in here in your typical Homerism ism uh, and be like, this trade is awesome. <laughs> I'm so what? I'm so sad that yeah, stats to Homer. He never crushes. I know, I know. It's a joke. It was a joke. Uh, but um, this, I was trying to think of the trade. This reminded me of because zap. Uh, what you can't zap for this? This stupid. Um, oh, I zapped you. You can't. That's dumb. you're zapped. It's no. official. This um, th- it it feels like a like a panic move is not the right way to put it. But but it it feels it feels like the Browns trading for Odell. Like it feels like you know forced and weird and wonky and like how is it really going to work and what what bothers me about it is like if there is a team that has proved that you do not need like a high-priced or luxurious or big name running back to have success on the ground it's right. the Niners like I mean they, the they are the, hands. that's what I'm saying they are the case study that you do not to BLG's point like the old school Denver Broncos like who cares you don't need this guy and so in that sense, it kind of feels like, well, our season's weird and like in this weird place, we just need to do something, do anything like just just straight for bring somebody in. Like I, I'm this feels like a left footed move for the Niners. So there's a couple different things. And I, you guys kind of said it, which first of all, RJ, you got zapped. So I didn't think you should be able to say any of that. But here we are. <laughs> I would not have made this move for the record. Hmm. I agree with everything you're saying. Here comes the butt. But they did. <sighs> so like. Now I need to get behind it. Like what? I'm not what? gonna. That is no. homerism. That I'm, I, <laughs> I, I untake back my homerism comment. No, there's nothing I can do about it now, and we won't know if it's a good or bad trade. Number one, until McCaffrey plays and see how that plays out. And two, if I told you that they traded for Christian McCaffrey and gave up Ambry Thomas and Trey Sermon and Ty Davis Price, oh, would you freak out about it? No. So we have no idea how big of a deal this is going to be. And for the Niners, look, they were desperate for something on offense that last year, their big change was throwing Debo Samuel in the backfield. And that jump started them. And he saved their season. He was like their get out of jail free card. They didn't have anything like that, that they could do this year on the roster. So what they did was they traded for Christian McCaffrey. And this is a Shanahan thing. He has wanted this sort of dual threat, receiving, rushing, running back. Remember, they paid big money for Jarek McKinnon when Shanahan first got there. And the whole plan was that they were going to have this whole system built around him for whatever that's worth. They never got to do that because he tore his ACL and he was never the same player. Shanahan, 
I agree with you, has been able to find running backs, but he's also been oddly willing to pay for running backs. Jarek McKinnon, they also signed Tevin Coleman. They've traded up for Trey Sermon two years ago. They traded up for Ty Davis Price. I don't know why he How did does these moves this, work out. <laughs> but he th- this is consistent with what Kyle Shanahan has done. And we'll see. It it may work out. I, again, I wouldn't have done it, but he did. And if I can't be if I can't at least be excited Sad. about it now, then really what is the point? Scene. Dude, the other thing is. If if we're talking about the football of it all, if the trade is for Alvin Kamara, your favorite player, like I hate it less. Um, but Christian McCaffrey's been super injury prone for the last two years, so like that that fits in with like the Niners vibes, right? Like like you, this is such a a loose bet to make. Like like the it, the return is not worth the investment. I know, like you we don't trade- know the return yet. But it's not worth like again like what what is the what is the best return like that he you know is like a hundred fifty yard a game rusher like it's such a a fool's bet I I don't like the Niners have been this point of stability with things like this that this is so uncharacteristic of them in my mind yeah it's That's not just, well, it's not it's not just about how it turns out those stats it's about like in you know it's like the same thing with draft grades it's like oh how could you possibly grade the draft if you can grade grade the draft right after it happens because you can grade the like decision the, the, the process the, the yeah the information that you have to make at that point is this a good decision or not and i think you know that's what we're trying to do here um obviously you know i think there could be a situation where you make a terrible bet but somehow it works out that doesn't mean it was like this amazing bet to make it just means you got really lucky uh, i don't think this is the, the smartest bet for the, for the 49ers to make if i'm talking myself into it i'm saying okay the nfc is so wide open why not try to boost yourself a little bit more um and and give yourself an extra edge i just don't know like what kind of big impact this really has because it all goes back to the quarterback position as we, we like to talk about here and you specifically stats like does this make jimmy g better do you believe in like his ceiling more now well if he's going to check it down i'd rather have him check it down to christian mccaffrey than mm. uh jeff wilson jr or Elijah why are we Mitchell? checking down like i like i'm sorry i said that like we're like this this hurts george kittle more like i miss like you have so, this this offense is is not moving aerially it's not moving forward i i don't like that about this team well the whole offense can only function when they have some semblance of a running game when they don't it really can grind to a halt so i think their thinking is McCaffrey can boost the running game a little bit and that will in turn or you know a rising tide essentially lifts all boats again I wouldn't have made the deal but I'm watching Christian McCaffrey highlights this morning and like I you know he's here so let me get excited about it like why can't I be excited about it am I am I supposed to be mad now like there's nothing I could do about it no, but we can be fair about what it is like while saying you know look I said I, I wouldn't have done it that's not what we're saying though. Like this, this is, this is the way, look, I, would you both agree that I was really fair with the Cowboys this off season and, and the bets that they made and outlining how poor they were. And some of them worked out, right? Like, but that right. doesn't to be to Brandon's point, that doesn't make them wise. Like it wasn't wise for them to bank on, you know, no contingency plan for Tyron Smith and then Tyler Smith coming in and saving them. That happened, but that doesn't mean that it was the the right process or the right line of thought. Right. So yeah, the, the Niners might win the Super Bowl and Christian McCaffrey might win the game's MVP, but that does not mean the trade was of sound mind and reason. And that's our point. 
Yeah, great. But, okay, but it, they made it. <laughs> but the, the, but like that payoff, like that's the one of a hundred ways that that they're that this works, and the Cowboys found it, like to their credit. But I, the overwhelming likelihood is that this doesn't work, and it stalls out, and the the same dysfunction continues. And again, it runs counterculture to what the Niners have proven. Um, as far as sustainability in the NFL when it comes to the ground game. You do not need a Christian McCaffrey to flourish. Also, like, I I know it's about this year. A lot of it is about this year. But what do what do the 49ers look like next year? Which is a whole other question, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to quarterback. But also what they have now in the draft next year, they have two third-round picks. Okay, but I think they're at the end of the third round because they're compensatory picks. So they're low third-round picks. And then two-fifths. One six, and then they have four seventh. But like, you know what I mean. So it's not like they have. I, well, they're, they, but they're going to get extra thirds because D'Amico Ryan's is going to get a head coaching job. So they're going to get. They're going to get well, comp. Picks that wouldn't that be too. until the future, though. That wouldn't yeah. be this year. Twenty twenty four. Yeah, I'm talking pick. about like next in the draft class. Yeah, this this twenty twenty three draft class. So it's just weird because it's like okay, like what happens if it doesn't work out this year, and then um you know you're pivoting the train lands are you but are even are you and then what are you supporting him with so it's just a weird it's you're a weird supporting him with debo samuel george kittle christian mccaffrey brandon Ayuk. Mm-hmm. i mean but is is george kittle like a great player anymore like again like i'm, okay, I'm kind of so I'm then like, that's even more reason to add christian mccaffrey isn't I it just, this is the the loosest thing that i will say on this subject but the other team that was rumored to be heavily in discussions with the Panthers were the Los Angeles Rams, right? This mm-hmm. kind of feels like we lost the Stafford sweepstakes, so we have to win this one. Like, yes. and that's where it it kind of reeks of panic. Like, it's we we got to beat the Rams in in this trade because we lost that one. That led to them winning the Super Bowl. I'm not saying that they're the same players, but I would rather trade for the like lesser quarterback than the better running back just because of the value of the positions. I mean, like again, like I, it's starting to feel like there's some panic settling in within the the like brain trust of the Niners operation well Shanahan has specifically cited the Rams when they moved up for Trey Lance he said you know everyone's freaking out about what we gave up for Trey Lance look at what the Rams traded for look at what the Seahawks gave up to get Jamal Adam (laughs) he has specifically talked about that and I do think that was a factor because I think Shanahan looks at and he's like we've already beaten the Rams once this year we're in a decent spot in the division they seem to have real problems they seem a little wobbly and I almost wonder if he thought the combination of adding McCaffrey to his team while also preventing the Rams from getting him could be the knockout punch. Cause really the first game where Christian McCaffrey is really going to have a chance to be up to speed is next week when the 49ers go to SoFi to play the Rams. I love you stats. And I actually don't wish success for your team, but um, I hope you find personal joy at some point throughout this experience. But um, I will say I'm already pre annoyed at the like, well, Christian McCaffrey is playing for Kyle Shanahan and his father played for. He used to babysit for Christian McCaffrey. It is is so annoying already. Like like that matters. Like it means anything. (laughs) Right. But you know what? I'm glad because it changes the narrative for every primetime game the Niners have instead of the Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't supposed to be here anymore. Now it's going to be. Christian McCaffrey, shot of him, shot of Ed McCaffrey, shot of Mike Shannon. Like that's it's that's going to be the discussion point for the national media for their games now, which I'm I'm kind of on board with because I'm tired of the Jimmy Trey stuff. Um, my last question on this to both of you is, um, like, do we think the Panthers are in a better place? I kind of do. Like, you know, like the like, acknowledgement is key and. I'm sorry, stats, but I feel like they got a lot. I know that there was the joke about multiple firsts, but I did not think that Christian McCaffrey would go for this much because he's a running back who's super injury prone. 
and is on a contract where he's the highest paid running back in the league, which typically is not a place where you want to be putting your resources. Yep. Uh, so yes, to get rid of that um, for a guy who certainly, you know, wasn't going to pro- provide peak value to the Panthers with their timeline anymore um, to get value for him. It'll be really interesting to see what they do. Otherwise, I don't, it doesn't seem like the most sense in the world to me that, that they would trade like Brian Burns and DJ Moore. Cause those guys are still young and can be, you know, like long-term pieces for them um, at, at valuable positions too, relative to running back. So um, I, I would not like to trade those guys if I were them, but you know, look, they got rid of Robbie Anderson. They basically had to do, didn't get a ton, but still got something, got rid of Christian McCaffrey. Um, he's still a long way to go to get back. Like, you know, right. feeling good about the Panthers, but these are steps in the right direction for sure. Now, if they could just change those jerseys. By the way, McCaffrey's cap hit this year for the Niners is less than seven hundred grand, and oh. he's got almost no guaranteed money. You've reached the bartering phase. Is so, that true? Is that, yeah, it's true. Like, what am I okay, making yeah. this stuff Sorry. up? Like, no, what is so bad about that? Here. I thought it was twenty twenty three. Sorry. No, I mean, okay, fine. But again, like, so we all we all agree that the most incompetent team in the NFL right now is the Carolina Panthers, right? There, it's close, yeah. So, like, we, we could. There's a world where that's that's the truth. Agreed. Um, so, like, I think you respect mine and Brandon's opinions, right? And Brandon and I are both saying the Panthers won this. <laughs> so, like, that's what I said earlier. Yeah, right. Like, I mean, I mean, and a lot of people feel that way. And to to Brandon's point, the the Panthers have identified Brian Burns and DJ Moore seemingly to this point, at least at the time of this recording, as assets they're not willing to give up. So, like, the Panthers. The, the team who we think could is in the running for the most incompetent one in the NFL realized that they had to get out of this situation and found a taker. And I will, I don't want to talk out of both sides of my mouth, but had the, Buff, had the Buffalo bills pulled this off. It's a different situation for me. Cause I trust that often so much more like the Niners are in such a wonky place. That's like, I just, it, it feels like more uh, in, in like an uh, situation. I mean, <laughs> Especially so. coming off the loss to the Falcons, right? Like it's right. like, you have to do something. I think that was part of it too, though. Like, so they're down two scores to the Falcons with 10 minutes left. They get the ball back on the one yard line. It took them two and a half minutes to go 20 yards. Like that's (laughs) how broken this offense is. They cannot move the ball with any sort of speed down the field. Well, I think what's the precedent for this working out? That's a question Brandon asks a lot on the mixtape. Like what's the, what's the precedent for this succeeding? I mean, not not that that means it's impossible, but what is it? I've seen it worked out for the Seahawks when they traded for Marshawn Lynch. Uh-huh. Worked out for the Rams when they traded for Marshall Falk. Like, it's not like this never works out. Okay, so Jimmy Garoppolo is young, not broken Russell Wilson or Kurt Warner in these situations. I think that's the whole point is that he's not those guys. So you're trying to do everything you can to elevate him. And I know it's backwards because usually the quarterback elevates everybody else, but this is the world that the 49ers live in. I think it's more Indianapolis Colts trading for Trent Richardson than anything else. No, come on now. Christian McCaffrey is a better player than Trent Richardson. Trent Richardson at never the time of like I'm four not yards saying, a carry. I'm not saying that's not true, but at the time of the trade, that was Trent Richardson's second season in the NFL. He was awesome at the time of the no, trade. No, he stunk. Go look at his yards per carry. They he stunk. was awesome as a rookie. Didn't he win Offensive Rookie of the Year? Like He was awesome as a rookie. Christian McCaffrey is better than Trent Richardson. Come on. Okay, like nobody's <laughs> arguing with the take. I, again, like, but at the time of the trade, some like again, he, he was only at 3.6 in his first year. Yeah, 3.6. Come on now. Okay, RJ. so you're right. Christian McCaffrey, as of now, is the highest point of stability and success and you know, ultimate efficiency in the run game. Today. Can I 
can I ask one last question? Stats like, what does this do to the 49ers? Does it raise the 49ers ceiling? Are they like now definitively the second best team in the NFC in your mind? Or like, could they be? Can well, they overtake ask, the Eagles? So you guys obviously cover and root for two teams in the NFC. Do you think the 49ers this year are more difficult to deal with or the same or less? If the answer is more, okay. Are they, you go first. So let me be clear. If it's Cowboys Niners, I will still take the Niners because, I mean, like, how can you not, right? Based off of last season, and, and I trust them in that sense. And so, like, you know, I wear that ill. Um, but I don't trust them to be, I don't think, like, if it's Eagles Niners tomorrow, like, I don't think that anything changed. I think it's the same. Yeah. You know, and, and, and if it's, if it's more, it's marginal. But so to your right. point, like, well, they're literally more better than, like, it was worth it, whatever. But, like, it, it, it is a marginal difference to me at best. Yeah, I think uh, marginal. I, I would, the, my biggest concern still would be the 49ers defense. It's not even anything about their offense right, right. now. What? Why are you concerned about the defense? No, like concerned against them. Like, like that, the would, that would be the Demica thing. Ryan's oh, the 49ers okay. defense. That's what concerns gotcha. me about the 49ers. Yeah, not yeah. their offense still. Do you think really quick, because I know we got to move on. Do you think he's going to play this weekend? They traded for Emmanuel Sanders on a Tuesday in 2019, and he played the following Sunday. This is trading for... CMC on a Thursday and they play on Sunday because there's been conflicting reports about whether he's going to play. Well, when you, you get traded for on a Tuesday, you, you have your practice Wednesday through Friday, so you can at least get some reps in or like do walks or something. And this at this point, I the I mean, if he plays, it, I'd be like, I, I'm guessing it's like what, like a couple snaps at most. Red zone he, package. He's scoring a touchdown. Like he's he's 100 <laughs> scoring a touchdown. Um, if you can find that line anywhere, take it. All right. So, all right. That's the news of the day. The 49ers make the trade. BLG and RJ predictably hate it. I'm trying to at least enjoy it while I can. I'm probably regretting it in April when the 49ers don't, don't have anything to do with the draft until the third round, but whatever. Let's take a quick break when we, oh no, wait, I'm sorry. We got to do our uh, pick three. What am I thinking of? Pick me. One, two, three. Pick one. On three. Pick three presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. How, how dare I forget to pick three, which is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code SBNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That is code SBNFL only at DraftKings. Two and one last week for us on the lock of the week. BLG mm. and RJ, congratulations. You both got wins. I unfortunately take the L because not only did the Bucks not cover the spread, they lost the game straight up to the Pittsburgh Steelers. BLG. Reigning supreme That's at right. five and one on the year in the Ooh. locks. RJ's three and three. I am one, three, and two. BLG, you have honors, sir. Where are you going this week? I am going to go with the Seattle Seahawks plus five and a half. The last time I looked at it, uh, taking on the Chargers. So, wow, you know, RJ's going to get on me for not believing in the Chargers. But I look, I don't believe in this version of the Chargers when they've been banged up and Justin Herbert doesn't look right. And the offensive coordinator is seemingly conspiring against him to not like allow him to do some of the things he does best, which is throw the ball down the field, um, forcing him just to be a check down Charlie or take everything underneath. I I don't believe in that version of the Chargers, the Chargers who um, narrowly defeated the Browns very much could have lost that game and then narrowly beat the the Broncos in overtime. Uh, So Chargers are not looking great right now. Seahawks, meanwhile, I do believe in them. Gino is playing at a, a level that we cannot, honestly, no one could have predicted. Uh, and I, I really like the emergence of Kenneth Walker. Loved watching him at Michigan State. Had kind of a breakthrough game 
last week um, with uh, 21 carries, finally uh, getting double-digit carries for 97 yards, 4.6 average, one touchdown. Um, I believe in him, especially going up a going up against the Chargers run defense that still ranks tied for last when it comes to opponent uh, rushing yards per attempt uh, at 5.6, tied with the Giants for the worst run defense in the NFL in that regard. So give me the Seahawks. I'll, I can take, I'll take them outright, but I think they're at least going to cover. Mm. Uh, interesting that you don't believe in this version of Justin Herbert when he's not good, right? <laughs> like I, I only believe in Justin Herbert when he's awesome. Um, you know, whatever. Um, a solid pick by you, Brandon. Um, I, uh, I plan on picking the Seahawks later on today in the show as well. Uh, Stats and I teamed up to pick up a different green and white team, so to speak, last week when we took the New York Jets. We put you in the icebox and mm. you were embarrassed. Uh, right. by uh, dying on the Green Bay Packers Hill. Uh, but, hey, you know, it happens. Um, good thing you didn't lock them up. I am going to this week go with those aforementioned J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 uh, because I'm cliche and do that anytime I talk about this team, uh, over the Denver Broncos. I, and and this is a combination of believing in the Jets and this young nucleus. I love the name Baby Jets. I love that that is like a thing that is kind of circulating. Um, you know, I don't is know it? if either of you – I, I guess <laughs> I don't know. Have, I guess neither of you have heard this. I've heard it on like a few different national shows. Um, so I like that. Mm. You got a young, it's, it's been a while since you've had this young overall crew. Um, interestingly enough, the quarterback is the, the asset that I believe um, the least in uh, when, it, when it comes to th- this little group. Uh, but Brees Hall is challenging to be the best running back in the NFL. Had the Niners traded for him stats. Mm, interesting. You a bit more so flowers. you do believe in running backs. Oh, that's well, cool. I, I mean, they drafted one and he's playing really well. And I believe in, in doing things that way as opposed to giving up multiple. Draft what difference so, does it make where he comes from? He's still there. I mean, again, the, the discussion is about like resource allocation. So that's, you know, we're not talking about who the players are in a vacuum but right now Reese Hall is better than Christian McCaffrey today I mean at the very least anyway um I mean this whole Jets group is a lot of fun and man um this Broncos team is basuda like I mean like somehow some way they like continue to depress us like I actually enjoy football less when I watch the Denver Broncos (laughs) and I I don't know if either of you have kept tabs on this a lot of people have done a great job I know we've done so at SB Nation uh, Russell has kind of cut the let's ride stuff. He did not do it after they lost to the chargers. He did not do mm. it in his Wednesday press conference. Um, so like the vibes are at an all time, like not even bad level, but like this is panic alert, smash the glass. Like Russell is broken, needs to be rewired. Um, and I will say if he does not start and this, I hate this like caping that the national media is doing for him. Like, and I don't want to like, presume things he very well may be injured and if he is I, I hope he gets healthy and i hope we see a great russell wilson but this this smells like caping this smells like carrying some water for russell wilson these injuries and i don't think it's a bad idea for him to sit a little while i think you kind of need a reset this is really 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 broken so i will say that if brett rippon starts i i like the the energy around that move but the jets are just so much better i can't believe that the broncos are favored if you're giving me a point and the jets over the broncos i will take it very happily so yeah, it's it's ugly right now for Russell Wilson, and I'm here for it as someone that's been terrorized for him or by him, I should say, for the past decade. I'm going to go with the Atlanta Falcons getting six and a half points over the Cincinnati Bengals. And I know you both think this is a reaction to last week when the Falcons beat the 49ers. The weakest part of Atlanta's team is the defense is the rushing defense. The problem is Cincinnati's rushing attack is not that good. I think what Atlanta's going to do is the same thing they did to the 49ers. They're going to pound the hell out of the ball. They're going to slow the game down, limit the number of possessions that Cincinnati has. It's not like Cincinnati's offense is hitting on all cylinders right now. Why are you shaking your head, acting like this is the craziest pick? By the way, 
You know who had the best picks of the week last week of anybody at SB Nation? This guy. So I don't want to hear it. Irrelevant. That's one game. Extremely relevant. This is the lock of the week segment. Yeah. When you give me a bigger sample, I'm much better, to be honest. What is so crazy about this pick? I'll take the. I'm getting six and a half points. The Falcons don't even have to win the game. You think they're going to get blown out? The Bengals are. Did you see Jamar Chase last week? Jamar Chase is back, baby. And yeah. just because the Falcons beat the crummy Niners doesn't mean that they're this monster in the NFC all of a sudden. I didn't sudden, say so. they were a monster in the NFC. Mm-hmm. Never said those words. I said mm-hmm. they could lose the game by less than six. You and a half slacked points. us like on Monday morning. We're like, I'm taking the Falcons over anybody after what I've seen. Those I are never your exact said words. that either. <laughs> You're just a, a lion. You're like Mike McCarthy in his introductory press conference with the Cowboys. <laughs> just lying, lying, lying. All right. So, RJ, you have the Jets plus one. BLG has the Seahawks plus five and a half. I have the Falcons plus six and a half. And that is our pick three lock of the week. Now, let's get to our same game parlay. We all lost last week on the same mm. game parlay. We, we need to hit one. Yeah, we really need to pick up the slack. We'll go Seahawks at the Chargers. Uh, BLG, you are two and four. You're tied with me for the lead in this, so you get to go first once again. Yeah, I mentioned Kenneth Walker earlier. I'm going to take an anytime touchdown for him. Uh, Chargers haven't been great defending the run. I think he is legit. We know the Seahawks are going to run the ball, uh, so I think he's going to have the opportunity to do it. Uh, I, I feel very good about betting on him. I think last week, you know, kind of a breakthrough for him, and I think he's only going to keep that going. So give me the Kenneth Walker anytime rushing or touch anytime touchdown score. Yep, and you and me are going to be buddies, BLG, because I'm going with Kenny Walker over 54 and a half rushing yards. He's hit this over in each of the last two weeks. Like you said, the Seahawks are going to run the damn thing. I think it's going to work. I think it's. I think he's could be coming on as one of the best running backs in the NFL. So I'll go Kenny Walker over 54 and a half rushing yards. RJ mm, sounds like the Niners about to trade some second round picks for Kenneth Walker in, in the coming <laughs> years. Uh, I will go the other side of this game. I will take Austin Eckler. Um, I really have loved this like Austin Eckler assance that we're seeing with the Chargers. I know we're all like into the Justin Herbert experience. (laughs) You can't just Uh, assance anybody. I literally just did. Um, The floor (laughs) is mine right now. Stats. I will take Austin Eckler over 84 and a half rushing yards at plus 260. Feeling very confident about that. Um, Great job by us. We're all uh, turning back time and going to the ground game. No passing props from us here this week. (laughs) Welcome to the NFL on week seven. Look, we're desperate. We're trying to go for what we feel like is more certain. We really need to pick it up on the same game parlay. RJ, you're just one in five on that. I mean, you've been the worst of the worst on the same game parlays this year. I think we can all agree. That's you have one. You each have one more win than I I have twice as many wins as you do. RJ. (laughs) Twice as many. 100% more. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll start to preview some of these games for week number seven. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the future of work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. When you 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back here on the SB Nation NFL show, we are going to give you our thoughts on every single game of the week, unless one of us gets zapped, in which case we cannot share our thoughts on that matchup. We can only give a pick. Let's get right to it. The Giants are in Jacksonville to take on the Jags. Jags favored by three points in this game. RJ, what do you like? I like the New York Giants. I mean, this um, this little assance that they are on as well um, is very easy. interesting. Stop it. Um, the, the Packers win. Uh, BLG and I talked about this on the NFC East mixtape, uh, which everyone can listen to on any of the NFC East podcast networks around here at SB Nation. Um, really hard to kind of make something of that, which is you know why I'm still a little bit hesitant to, to you know go all the way in on the Jets. Uh, a plus one, baby. Um, either way, the win over the Ravens, and I know that they have this like fourth quarter bugaboo, um, is impressive. And what, why, like, why are the Jets? What, what have the Jaguars done to be favored? Like, did did Frank Reich set this line? I mean, like, right home. like, what, what, like this is, <laughs> this is stupid. Um, so I will take the Giants. Uh, this is the Tom Coughlin ball, but um, in all the way. Yeah, the Giants just hang around. Um, they're not like you know one of the. They don't belong on the very top tier of the league. They certainly have their flaws and their issues, but despite all that, good coaching and they hang around. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has not looked great since that little stretch he had in week two and week three that were really good. Like he had, he, he completed 20 of his 22 passing attempts last week, had a touchdown for 113.1 pass rating, had 165 yards throwing, <laughs> kind of like <laughs> propped up a little bit there. Um, so yeah, it's it's hard to believe uh, in the Jags right now relative to the Giants. So yeah, I absolutely like the points in this matchup because the Giants are at least going to keep it competitive. I think it's kind of situation where it's like we thought the Jags were going to be better. Then all of a sudden they come out of the gate and they win two out of their first three games. And we're all like, yep, priors confirmed. The Jags are going to be better. And it's like, well, maybe we were wrong about that. Now they've lost three straight games. I agree with everything you guys have said about Trevor Lawrence. And I just feel like the Giants themselves are starting to buy in now. Right. They're they're picking up this belief that like, hey. Maybe we don't even necessarily know how we're doing it, but we're doing it and we're going to keep it rolling. I agree with the line being weird on this. I know the Jags are at home, but like, give me the Giants. I have way more confidence in them. I will take the Giants and take the points. Next up, this game was my lock of the week. Falcons in Cincinnati. The Bengals are giving six and a half points. RJ? just don't think Marcus Mariota can can do it offensively. And this, like, I know the Falcons can run the ball, but, I mean, the Bengals can score so much more quickly. And, I mean, Jamar Chase kind of woke up, and I'm not saying he's going for a buck 50 every week. But, um, but you know, I'm, I'm not the biggest believer in the Bengals, but they are good. They are one of the better teams in the NFL. Um, I know that offensive prowess is, is down in the NFL. Scoring is down, whatever. But I just trust them to kind of, you know, put it away early. And and you, you just can't climb out of that hole if you're, you know – if your bread and butter is the, the ground game, which is why giving up multiple picks or running back in today's day and age is suspect. The Falcons so take, have climbed out of that hole all year long. They've come back a, in every a, I mean, game. Th- but this is Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase finding themselves. Like, that's a different animal. And so um, I, I will take the Bengals um, and, uh, you know, feel happy about it. Falcons are a frisky team. Uh, Bengals ranked 12th in DVOA overall. Falcons are only right behind them. At 13. So I think the perception of the Falcons might be a little bit lower. I mean, the, beating the 49ers probably helped uh, that. But um, hmm. 
I don't want to agree with stats though. Sorry, stats. I have to take what? the Bengals because I think I think Jamar Chase like that was kind of a breakthrough game, yep. and he can can kind of it's like all right, we figured this out, we got this back, and that is a very dangerous thing because he can absolutely go off. So uh, I'll bet on that. And I'll take the Bengals to cover. By the way, stats, you scoffed at me bringing up the fact that the Falcons were wearing throwback helmets last week. And what happened? You lost. You're a loser. <laughs> Those are sweet. That, they looked good last week. Those they were sick, dude. Really, I'm telling really you, good. like it was a thing. Yeah, I kind of agree. All right, let's go to Dallas. The Lions are coming to town. The Cowboys are giving seven BLG. Where are you going? Uh, I will take the Cowboys because the Lions have not looked very good this year, especially when it comes to defense. They, they cannot <laughs> stop anyone. Um, I know there's some uncertainty here because we don't know exactly what Dak is going to look like in his first game back from injury with a throwing hand, let alone uh, he did not look great the last time we saw him play when he was healthy in week one. So there's definitely some unknown there, but even so, Lions defense has been bad. I do I do think there could be this like, you know, they're coming out of the bye. This is a new season. This is Dan Campbell like getting them motivated. So maybe there's a chance they can uh, the Lions can cover. Um, but I, I really don't like them at all to win. Uh, I will take the Cowboys certainly to win. That's a that's guaranteed for me. It's just a matter if they cover. And I think they can do enough defensively to shut down the Lions and uh, cover the spread. The Lions have a number of players, uh, a remarkable number of players on their injury report, considering that they are mm -hmm. coming off their bye week. Um, something Jeremy Reisman and I spoke about this week um, at BTB and Pat of Detroit. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I could see a world where maybe the Dallas offense, like people, I think people are setting their expectations too high and like unfairly so just like, oh, watch out. You know, the Lions defense stinks. Dallas going to put up 40 points, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, I, I, don't, I don't expect that personally. Um, I mean, seven points is a lot to cover, but I think it would be a cowardly move to be like, well, I, I think my team's going to win, but I'm going to pick the other team to cover. So I'll take the Cowboys to cover. Dak's back. Let's have fun. The Lions have beaten one team this year, and it's the Washington Commanders. Mm. Like, I know everybody likes Dan Campbell, and like, we all were like rooting for them, but like, you get so much credit for losing, dude. It's right. They, they suck. Okay. Like, yeah, their offense is better. They're not a good team. The Cowboys are a good team. And just I, I just feel like, you know, you can see sometimes the way these coaches handle the media and, and that gets them more favorable coverage than if they're kind of jerks. And Dan Campbell is great for the media. He gives great press conference. He's always saying something crazy or doing something crazy. And so people don't want to criticize him. They stink. OK, the Cowboys are going to whoop them in this game. Dan Campbell also does something where he like he takes a step backwards so you don't have to do it for him. You know, like after they lost to the Patriots, he was like, this is rock bottom. Yeah, we know. <laughs> like you, you, you got skunked, dude. Like this is embarrassing. Like just because you say it doesn't mean it's untrue. But people think like it's humble of him. And on one level it is, but it doesn't mean like he should be void of criticism. I totally agree. Let's move on to the Browns at the Browns, or I should say the Browns at the Ravens. Baltimore is giving six and a half points. Lamar Jackson. Who's that reference been... for? Who's, a, who's yeah, that reference do you, for? Do you think you're hurting Ravens fans because they beat you in the Super Bowl? Sense? No, I just, I, I got to be honest. I thought of that yesterday and I was like, RJ is going to like this. So I'm going to throw it in. I don't like that at all. I... Do you think get it? <laughs> Why don't you refer to them as the Colts too? Like, I mean, you know, because they, all right. You know what? You guys are no stats. fun. <laughs> This I'm a, in a good mood today. I'm trying to have a good time, have some fun, and you guys yeah, I'm are just trying to ruin your mood on everything. Go <laughs> mission accomplished. The Ravens <laughs> are giving six and a half points. I feel like Lamar Jackson has been on the injury report every week this season, and he still plays, but he's a little banged up. RJ, I 
in in no way intend to walk back my Lamar love, but I'm a little concerned. Like it, it's reached that point. Like um, I agree. Like, well, the Giants are look unlike y'all. I I don't walk back. Like I'm not like oh I I don't like this version of Lamar. That's not the amazing version that I, I fell didn't in love say with. that. I know you didn't, but somebody did when it came to Justin Herbert. So I still believe in Lamar, but I am concerned, right? Like I, you, you can't, like I can't say I believe in this version as much because how do you keep choking these games away? Like a lot of that falls, most of it falls on Lamar, and it's frustrating mm. and upsetting because we know he has the skill set to be great because we've seen it, and so. I mean, I, I believe in the Ravens greatly. I think that they're going to win the AFC North. I think there's a world where they, they do, you know, I don't know if they, they can dethrone the Bills, but like there there is a world or a path where they're the top seed in the AFC. They have that potential. They have that dynamic of a quarterback, but you can't just continue to like blow these games. That That's how you go from like a 13-win season to a 10-win season, and you completely change your expectation and the ceiling that you're able to accomplish. And so um, I'm I'm a little bit down on them, and that, that hurts me to say. Um, I will take them to win. But I'm I'm not going to take them to cover. I I don't wow. I don't believe in the Browns right now. But I'm just I'm a little shook on the Ravens, and I'm fine having that confidence breathed back into the situation. But they keep doing this, like they they keep finding ways to blow it, and that's a really troubling sign in the overall. I think Lamar gets obviously a lot of criticism and fairly so. But we have to start criticizing John Harbaugh. Like stats, you talked about mm. like the the coaches that. I wouldn't say appease the media, but John Harbaugh has the like football Twitter people, you know, but by, by the hand and the feet and everything like, and again, rightfully so he, he's a great coach. That's done a lot of incredible things, but it, at this point we have to start really looking at the Ravens. Like maybe they're not this like infallible front office coaching branch that we thought they were. That doesn't mean that they suck, but it means that they have some flaws. Lamar does not have broken ribs like Justin Herbert does. But anyway, um, <laughs> I can't. And, and Lamar did legitimately give the game away uh, against the Giants, which was like, can't be the MVP when you're doing that kind of stuff, bro. Like that was, that was really, that was a really tough look for him. Um, that being said, I know the Ravens have blown these games, but I think some of it's just bad luck, honestly. Like it's not going to, I don't think all of it is like, this is deserved. Like they are doing things that it wasn't the case of the Giants, but you know, I think over the course of a season, um, they've kind of just been unlucky in some of these one score games, which tends to be the case either, either you get lucky or not. Um, and th- th- this is a Ravens team that still is third overall in DVOA. Like they're, they're a pretty good team still. I don't buy the Browns at all right now. Uh, so give me the Ravens. I think they can take care of business here. Yeah. Who is the giants defensive coordinator? Wink Martindale. Mm-hmm. Where did he used to work? Oh, that's right. He used to work in Baltimore. I think that was always going to be a trickier matchup than, than maybe some people thought. Uh, I, I had to say, though, I'm a little shook also, RJ. I mean, no one cares, I know, but Lamar's my fantasy quarterback, and I have been living and dying with him every week, and I don't like the fact that he's on the injury report every week. We all know the style he plays with. That's not going to change, especially with Greg Roman continuing to call the offense in Baltimore. If he can hold up, they can beat anybody, but they're going to put that to the test. The Browns are not terrible. Uh, I would have felt a Which lot Browns? better with... <laughs> I would have felt a lot better if Jacoby Brissett didn't throw a putrid interception at the end of that game against the Chargers. But I think Baltimore wins this game. Do they cover the spread? I'm going to say yes. I'll take the Ravens and I'll give the points in this one. Moving on, the Bucks are in Carolina to play the Christian McCaffrey-less Carolina Panthers. Panthers are getting 13 points in this game, BLG. I took the Steelers to cover last week because I did not like 
Uh, I, I t- did I take him out right? I don't know. I took him to cover at the very least, and they beat the Bucks. Bucks fives are just not good, man. Um, not to say the Panthers are better. Panthers hung around with the Rams for a little bit before ultimately, you know, kind of uh, losing control. <sighs> Panthers are in a bad spot. Just not good. They're, they're, they only got worse <laughs> by getting rid of Christian McCaffrey. Um, 13, so many points. It's tough. It's a it's a good line because it's so tough. It's so many points. I'll take the Bucks. I don't feel good about it at all. I can't really put my faith in the Panthers right now, but I, I would not bet. if I'm My advice is to not bet this game or not pick this <laughs> game if you can avoid it. Um, Tom Brady right now, and like I, don't, I really don't like all of the like discussion about his personal life and stuff like that. Like, well, you know, the man, let the man live the way everybody mm. gets to live. Um, but um, he does sort of have these vibes of uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's character in Wolf of Wall Street. Like the, I'm not going anywhere. It's like, like Tom, Tom is just like married to the NFL at this point. And I don't, I don't mean that as some sort of like joke about his, his personal life either. Um, it, it's just, it's reached a point of uncomfortability. Like I, it's just, it's awkward and tense um, and nothing about it like is enjoyable. Um, and I do think there's something funny to the fact, like I'm not somebody who's like Tom Brady gets all the breaks, but like, of course the like get right game that the bucks need. It's like the other team they're playing that already stinks, traded away their best player to a team that was dumb enough to take them. Um, and so that being said, I, you've got to be a, a legit team for me to to give you 13 points to play with, and I'm I'm not willing to do that. Bucks win, Panthers cover. I do think there's something to what you're saying. I mean, our, Tom Brady's 45 years old. He's been a football player since he was a teenager. So we're talking more than half of his existence on this planet, like 75 percent almost. It's hard to adjust to that especially when like this is not like Kobe Bryant in his final year, Peyton Manning's final year, like. Brady is still slinging it, man. He can still throw the ball at an incredible level. If the Bucs were playing anybody else, though, I would be inclined to go against them because I just like him screaming at the offensive line. It's just big loser energy coming off them right now. But the Panthers are the Panthers. So, yeah, I'll take the Bucs and I'll give the 13 points. Wow. I know. I know. The Packers of Green Bay are going to play the Commanders. The Commanders are getting four and a half points BLG. Talk about bad vibes. What is going on in Green Bay? Just another line. I just I do not like this at all. Um, I think I'm going to take the Packers to win, but I think I'm going to take the Commanders to cover. And I think Taylor Heineke can give the Commanders a little bit more in terms of at least moxie. Um, hard to quantify maybe, but also just his mobility. His, his ability to kind of run around a little bit more than Carson Wentz can at this point in his career. I think there's something to that. I think a quarterback change can sometimes give you a little bit of a spark. Um, Packers have not looked right, certainly. Um, so uh, two teams I really do not feel good about right now, but I think it could be a close game, and that's why I'll take the points, but I'll take the Packers to win the game. The New York Jets and New York Giants were tied for the most losses in the NFL uh, since 2017 when this season began, and the Packers lost to them both back mm. to back once Oof. at Lambeau Field. Um, I and, and if this was the Carson Wentz Commanders, I'd I'd be all in on the like, okay, this is the get back game uh, for Green Bay, the, the Packers of Green Bay, as you put it. Um, I I mean Taylor Heineke is the better quarterback on that team right now. I kind of. I'm kind of feeling it. I'm kind of leaning in that direction. I'm kind of willing to trust. I will take the commanders outright. If you're giving me points, that's, you know, that's all fine by me. It's really weird that last week, Ron Rivera was like, I was the one that, that made us get Carson Wentz. And this week he's like, oh, Carson's out. Now we can open up the offense a little bit. Like, that's a weird situation. Well, it's because Ron stinks. But, yeah. you know, 
it took you guys two years to realize that. I just, I don't like what's happening with the Packers. And the thing with Aaron Rodgers is that he has always been a guy that he does his own thing, right? He's not just going to be a guy that follows the system as you lay it out if he doesn't fully believe in it. And I think it's clear he has no trust with any receiver that's not Randall Cobb right now. It's just uh, the offense does not function. And it's crazy because he's won an MVP the last two years. You would think he would have a little faith, but I don't think he does. Um, Man, four and a half points. I don't think the Packers lose, but I'll take the points in this one. I Man, I don't like the vibe in either team in this game. That means that I am in the icebox. Not really. You need to be all... I'm in the icebox. People love it, Stats. Yeah, they do. All right. Colts at Titans. Who cares about this game? Both of these teams stink. The Titans are giving two and a half points, BLG. Titans had the Colts uh, number last year, beat them, swept them, uh, 2-0. and um, Not that that means it's directly going to carry over, but I think there is something to them having the advantage in this matchup. I like them better. I trust Mike Ray Roll more. Um, I like Ryan Tannehill probably better than Ryan, Matt Ryan at this point in his career. There's <laughs> a lot of things that I like more so in the Titans' favor than I do with the Colts. And this is a very big game. This is like, you know, take control. This, this game while, you know, obviously there's still a lot of season left, I think could really dictate uh, who wins the AFC South. And I think the Titans put their stamp on the division, prove it's still their division, and get a win here and cover. I, in no world, will pick the Colts for like five years. I just don't (laughs) believe in it. Um, I I will say that this isn't a huge opportunity to Brandon's point. Like, they could could be first place in the division after this week if they win, right? Like, and and that, I mean, I know you roll your eye stats and like, I do too, but like, that that's a thing, right? Like, to to be that at that place at Halloween, I mean, given the way they looked on Thursday Night Football a few weeks ago, um, I mean, I don't believe in it happening by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I'll take the Titans coming off there by, I mean, I think the Colts, they are feeling it right. They're like, Oh, this operation we got going on, we believed and we knew we could do it. These, these two wins against the Broncos and the Jaguars that were clearly amazing. All right. Watch out people. The Colts are back and them Titans. Oh, by the way, I think the Titans are wearing their Oilers uniforms this week. Solid. Uh, wow. So then it's uh, unlocked. That's yeah, should have been lock of the week then. Well, <laughs> I admittedly don't know that, but they've changed their social profiles to the Oilers logo, which would lend in itself to, to that idea. But you would think. Right. I just feel like the Colts and the Titans are battling it out to see who loses in the first round of the playoffs. Like, congratulations, you could be division champ. No one's picking you or believes in you for anything for any reason. I'll take the Titans. I'll give the two and a half points, but I just don't think either one of these teams is going anywhere. Let's transition to the late games now. We'll start with the game that I'm most interested. That's Kansas City going to San Francisco to take on the Niners. The Niners are giving two points at home, RJ. Yeah. Um, sorry, Stats. I mean, this this seems pretty simple, pretty matter of fact. You got one of the best offenses in the NFL um, against, you know, some people with a bit of an identity crisis. Um, I know the Chiefs defense is, is you know, not the most sound thing in the world. And I mean, plus you get pissed off Patrick Mahomes having lost uh, last week and, and having thrown a, a game losing interception. Sorry, Casey, all the way. Uh, I want to get Steven Serta's take here after my pick. Cause I want to, you know, we have to consult our chiefs expert, but um, I picked like... the bills correctly. Last yes. Week. That's, that's what I mean. That's why I want to get his take on this, but I'm going to go with the chiefs here. I mean, you know, they lost to the bills, but okay. Bills are amazing. Still what four point game. Patrick Mahomes also threw like two uncharacteristic interceptions. So like that's not all going to happen again. The Chiefs are going to get right. They're going to bounce back. 
and they're going to make the 49ers look foolish for trading for Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> what if Christian McCaffrey doesn't play? Doesn't matter. Uh, Chiefs are going to win, and uh, Christian McCaffrey is not going to save the 49ers season. Chiefs win and cover. Steven, chime in on this one. Help us out. I think the Chiefs win and cover this week as well. I do think it's going to be a hard-fought game, and the Chiefs tackling is as poor in, as any team in the NFL, so Debo scares the hell out of me this week. But I just think that, again, Patrick Mahomes pissed off after a loss. He's not looking to go into the bye week with back-to-back losses. I just think you're going to get the best version of Pat this week, so the Chiefs win. None of the 49ers are going to be mad after losing to the Falcons last week, though, apparently. Uh, what about this factor? <laughs> The Niners are honoring the 2012 Super Bowl team at halftime. Jim Harbaugh is making his return to San Francisco. Has not been there since he was dismissed, which I, before all this Christian McCaffrey stuff, I thought was fascinating because Kyle Shanahan is here, is feeling the heat more than ever before. And in comes Jim Harbaugh, (laughs) the guy nobody wanted fired except Jed York. I thought that was going to kind of create an awkward moment. Uh, the, the Niners are capable of beating anybody, especially at home, especially with this defense. They're getting Nick Bosa they lost back. lost to the Falcons. Stats. Yes, they're also capable of losing to anybody, unfortunately. <laughs> I think it's going to be close, but I just don't think the 49ers offense, even if Christian McCaffrey plays you know, his handful of snaps or whatever, I just don't think that they have enough ammunition to withstand what the Chiefs can bring. So as much as I'd like to think the 49ers can, and I think they can, I got to pick the Chiefs. And the fact that the Chiefs are favored on the road by two points really tells you Vegas thinks that they're like five or six points better than the Niners. Brandon, um, I would like to ask you, how do you feel about the Niners honoring a team that lost the Super Bowl? Mm. Bad. Right? Like, that's weird. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, Stats. Like, that's uh, like, why? Because they were an awesome team. They and- it's been years. They're going to turn the lights out at halftime in the ceremony. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, but who? Like, why? Like, is Patrick Willis going to be there? Is- yes, Patrick Willis is going to be there. Colin Kaepernick may be there. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Wow. Justin Smith's going to be there. Navarro Bowman, Alden Smith. Smith is going to be there. I don't know. I'm pretty sure Alex will go. Um, I-, I think it's kind of like they specifically scheduled this on Michigan's bye week so that Jim Harbaugh mm. could be there. I just so, th- that's such a weird thing to me. Like, did, did last year did the 2011 Patriots get together and celebrate? Like, <laughs> 18 year? to one, baby. Yeah, like, oh no, that you're thinking of the the Super Bowl before that. Um, oh, whatever. But like, still, like, why? Like, they lost. I just think that's weird. Like, every hey guys, great times ten years ago when we lost the biggest game of our lives. Is Michael Crabtree going to be there and complain about not getting a PI call? I don't know. That would be awesome. I want to hear Jim Harbaugh give a who's got it better than us over the stadium speaker. at halftime. The Ravens have it better than y'all. That's who <laughs> I'm excited for it, man. Look, it, it's a, they're oh, a great team. Oh my God. They were what a great week. team. This is a really bad week for the Niners. 49ers are down bad. <laughs> I, I, I'm surprised you guys are like, they're not, no one is saying they're the best team ever, but were they a great team? Yeah, they were. And the na- fans right. have never got to give Jim Harbaugh a thank you that he very clearly tweeted at him tweet at him let's get let's move on seahawks at chargers chargers giving five points to geno smith and company blg i already made this my lock of the week i had it five and a half when i last looked but i'll take it at five as well um 
I'm, I'm not going to get into it again because I already said it in the lock, but Chargers run game, good. Or sorry, Seahawks run game, good. Chargers run defense, bad. Geno Smith balling out. Uh, Chargers haven't looked great recently. So give me the points, and I'll take the Seahawks outright as well. I don't think he has the lowest stock in the NFL, but I think he's had the, the biggest stock drop off. And I'm talking about Brandon Staley. Like, dude, what? Like, what is happening here? Like, he is in contention for one of the worst coaches in the NFL right now. Th- people are like, oh, is, is Sean Payton going to go to the Pandas? No, baby. He he listed the Chargers as one of the teams that he wanted to coach. He's mm. in L.A. It makes sense. He's got a quarterback. Uh, this Brandon Staley is, is a little in over his head, but but he reads books and, and, he, and he drinks coffee and he's a millennial. He he probably listened to Taylor Swift's Midnight album last night. No, I'm out. Brandon Staley sucks. I'll take the Seahawks and feel very, very good. Give me points. I feel even better. I do agree that the Staley stock has never been lower. Who have the Seahawks beaten this year? The Broncos, the Lions, and the Cardinals. Like, well, yeah, their offense has been so? better than we expect, but like... Are they really as good as we think or maybe not? Plus, their defense is absolute garbage. I'll take the Chargers in this one. I'll give the points. Mm. Geno's played well. I agree. But their offense is awful right now. Stats. Revenge game for Geno. Going back to the Chargers. (laughs) Don't write him off. He didn't write back yet, which really makes no sense. But whatever. Texans going to Vegas to take on the Raiders. The Raiders are giving seven points. BLG. What's going on with the Raiders? What do we think of them? I think, uh, you know, the Raiders could have beaten the Chiefs. So it wasn't like inconceivable. Like they weren't that far off. They didn't ultimately. Um, but like, you know, they, they looked good and respectable. And I think the Raiders are a little bit better than their record indicates. Not dramatically, but a little bit. Um, and I, the t- it's the Texans we're still talking about here who are arguably, you know, the worst team in the league, certainly down there. So I will take the Raiders here. I think uh, coming off the bye, um, they're rested and they're going to come back and get a win. My friend Jimmy lives in Houston, Texas. Uh, he and I uh, went to Texas a together, and he grew up a Raiders fan. And then when the Texans came into existence in 2002, adopted them as his mm. team. So um, those are kind of his two teams. And, like, man, like he's been down bad for a while. Like, <laughs> like think about all the things that have happened to these two teams um, in the last, like, five-ish years. Uh, it's tough to be Jimmy. Um, that being said, this is the Jack Easterby list, Texans. We, we didn't mention that. I think there's a positive bump there. Mm. Um, I think the Texans cover. I'm not I'm not willing to go that far and say they win, but like I like I'm in no way in, in a position to give the Raiders seven points in any way, shape, or form. And this this would be like again, just based off my experience with my friend Jimmy, like the most both Raiders and Texans thing to do. Like for the Raiders to just kind of blow this to the Texans and Texans to kind of have this weird upstart win or whatever. Um, so Texans cover, Raiders win. I think that's the exact right take, RJ. If you even look at the Raiders, all their games this season have been within one score except one. So they're not blowing anybody out. I I think that the Raiders will win, but the Texans have enough to make it respectable. So I will take Texans and I will take the points. Wow. Let's go to Denver now. The Jets are in town. J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 just to be cliche. Broncos giving a point in this one. We know where RJ stands, BLG. Where are you? I will take I don't take the Broncos. And uh yeah. here's why. I still don't believe in Zach Wilson. Like like it just doesn't feel like they're going to be able to keep doing this. Their quarterback is not good. He's literally never looked good <laughs> one time. They're as opposed to the one the Broncos have, right? They're doing okay, but I believe in the Broncos defense at home. Uh and I think there is going to be a cost to pay for uh, Zach Wilson not being good at some point here where he commits multiple turnovers and that allows the Broncos to do just enough on offense and the defense kind of clamps uh, you know, the Jets down and they win. Do I feel better about the Jets vibes than I do with the Broncos vibes? 
Yes, currently, yes. But I just feel like there's something that, that Zach Wilson part of it is is holding me back from fully buying in on the Jets, which I want to do. I, I want to believe they're they're here, they're finally for real. But that part is tough for me still. And you know, I know the Broncos aren't in a good spot, but they're at home, and I think the defense is legitimately good. So I'm going to bank on that, and I'm going to say the Broncos win. I wanted to add one thing, stats. Um, the Elijah Moore thing is kind of weird, right? With the mm-hmm. Jets, like he wants yes. out, he doesn't want out. I think I'm not saying Robert Saul is handling handling it well, but I think he's handling it, you know, about as well as you can, like with a disgruntled player. Um, obviously, you don't want to lead to a, a Robbie Anderson situation, uh, like what the Panthers had. But that being said, like. I, I, like what is Nathan? Like y'all love to ask, like what does Mike McCarthy do? What does Nathaniel Hackett do? Like Melvin Gordon's out here liking tweets about how he needs to be traded and the Broncos suck and blah blah. And hmm. then like on Wednesday, it's like, well, Melvin Gordon's starting. Like Nathaniel Hackett is a walking pushover. Like everybody in that hmm. organization has a say over everything except for him. Um, and I will say, stats. You remember the old school version of Look Ahead? I I, I had Robert Sala as like a low key, maybe first head coach fired. I had Zach Taylor as my first head coach fired last year. So like it's it's the opposite of a kiss of death for me. Like if I pick you for that in the offseason, yeah. you kind of wind up, you know, doing all right for yourself. So I think I think the I mean the vibes in Denver are obviously off, but I think Robert Sala has a much more firm grip on his locker room than what Nathaniel Hackett has going on with the Broncos. Yeah, I think that's fair. I just it just seems like nobody's at the wheel for the Broncos. Or if there is somebody, it's Russell Wilson and he's gonna steer the ship into a a wall or a bridge exactly. embankment or whatever you crash into <laughs> iceberg, I guess, since we're talking about a ship. I like the vibe the Jets have going. I will say I agree with your Zach Wilson criticism. And I actually saw Josh Norris was tweeting out. If you look at Zach Wilson's passing charts for the past couple of games, like he doesn't throw to his left. Like he, yeah. he does. It's not like he's not. Mitchell Trubisky. Like, yeah. He doesn't throw to his left. He's not an Ambry thrower to, to go paraphrase Zoolander. Oof. That's weird, but uh, Sauce Gardner is the truth, man. I like yeah. the swag. He's walking around with the cheese head. He's got the cheese head in his background as he's streaming uh, video games. Like, I like the confidence there by the Jets. I'll take the Jets, and I'm getting a point in this one. I, I'll go with that. All right. Two more games on the slate. Sunday night football. Steelers in Miami to take on the Dolphins. Dolphins minus seven, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong, RJ. Tua is back. That's my understanding. Um, I mean, I, and as I understand it as well, can he pick it? It's cleared concussion protocol, so not exactly sure what's going to happen there. Um, obviously, it's a sensitive issue for the NFL. And so, of course, the two biggest stories um, in that world are facing off against one another in primetime. Um, I was almost at the point when I was making our picks for the Espionation experts picks um, at Espionation.com where I was like, the things are so off with the Dolphins that I'm willing to kind of trust the Steelers. It's Mike Tomlin, right? He finds a way. But like that, that magic is like wearing itself out. And I know they beat the Bucks last week, but like that, that felt like, you know, really like kind of the Steelers playing in over their heads. If two was back, I don't think they were seeing the Dolphins offense from earlier in the season. I don't believe in the Dolphins long term. I will take the Steelers to cover, but I think the Dolphins do win this game. Tyreek Hill is almost on pace for 2,000 yards this year. <laughs> like, nuts. <laughs> 1,986. It's, it's insane. He's unstoppable. Um, I believe more so in the Dolphins with Tua than I do with their certainly their backup or their third-string quarterback. Um, that was my stance earlier in the season, so I will maintain that, that I believe in the Dolphins with Tua, and I will take them to win this game and cover, even though it is a dangerous proposition to bet against Mike Tomlin as the underdog, as stats found out last week. Mm. I'm yeah I'm stunned that they won that game straight up I'm not all in on the Dolphins I really am not willing to say that like they're going to be this offensive powerhouse just because two is back Tyreek Hill is amazing 
Um, I think they'll win this game, but I think I'm going to take the points in this one. Maybe Mike Tomlin hasn't just enough to muddle through and keep it close. I, I still don't know what to think of the Steelers either. It's just such a weird year for them. Mitchell Trubisky may have been yelling at Deontay Johnson in the locker room. Like, I don't know what's going on there. It's just a weird situation. So I think the Dolphins will win, but I will take the Steelers and the points. We have one game left on the slate. It's Monday Night Football. It's the Chicago Bears in New England to take on the Patriots minus eight BLG. One sentence. Justin Fields is not good. I'll take the Patriots minus eight. This game is a good opportunity to do something else, but the Patriots. <laughs> Justin Fields versus Bill Belichick. Patriots buy anything. That's um, gonna... I have one last question for Brandon. Hey, since I um, lost my lock of the or my single game parlay leg last week, should I have a celebration to honor it since I lost? Since like that's the thing that's like happening is like you celebrate losing. <laughs> yeah, you should. Okay. Remember that time you lost the. Same game parlay leg. That was that was a good time. And we all <laughs> lost the same game parlay leg last week, so maybe we should all celebrate. Try to enjoy your day as I'm trying to do, and these two curmudgeons are trying to stop. Everybody, please rate, review, follow the SB Nation NFL show. Gentlemen, I hope both your teams lose. Have a good weekend. Eagles are on a bye. <laughs> all right, come with me. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.